I'm Dr. Pete Economo, the East Coast psychologist. And I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin, the West Coast psychologist. And this is When East Meets West. Pete, one thing that you and I really like to use both clinically and in our personal lives is humor, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think sometimes I think I'm funnier than I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think you're very funny. Um, oh. sure, sure, I'm sure the same could be said about me. But we uh, we wanted to talk about humor today because one, it, you know, it's it's been it's been a rough, it's been a rough year. Yeah. Um, Wait, so uh, let's let's say that actually because I think part of when we were deciding for this topic is because yeah. we could actually use some lighthearted. <laughs> right, right. right. Yeah, we're like, you know what? We've been wanting to talk about humor for a while. Today seems like the day to do it. So, <laughs> let's, <laughs> so do it. let's do it. But but also because, you know, and, and this is something I don't know if a lot of folks think about this when they think about humor is that humor really aids in cultivating flexibility. And it's something that we think a lot about in um, third wave uh, cognitive yes. behavioral therapies. We're trying to increase psychological flexibility. And interestingly enough, being able to... Um, have some lightness does help create perspective. And, and we'll talk in a minute to, to distinguish that between, because sometimes humor could also be used as an avoidance strategy, like I call well, it. Well, I was, I was thinking that too, because a yeah. lot of times if you work with couples, sometimes the couples use humor to deflect what's going on in their yeah. relationship. Yeah, I, I, I like to call it the Chandler Bing syndrome. You know, uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> so yeah. I'll tell yeah. people, I'm like, sometimes I'll be like, you know, you kind of have Chandler Bing syndrome you're like self-deprecating to like, or, or, or making fun of something to move away from what's uncomfortable. So yes. I think we want to distinguish between that as well. Yeah. Um, so, well, maybe we could start before we move into the, <laughs> the not so helpful parts of humor. I don't know, like, how does that come up for you? Not just clinically, but I don't know in your life, like when, like, is that like a value you, you know, hold in high regard is something you're actively connecting with, or just kind of shows up randomly? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, uh, it, I it, it it it's about being amused. I mean, that's part of the yeah. Oxford definition. Uh, and oh, I, you you, you, lo- I you love you like I know you like yourself some de- <laughs> I do uh, some definitions. I do. But I it's do. it's I also do. I think I noticed, especially from like a Buddhist perspective, that sometimes like mm-hmm. life is so serious because we accept that it's suffering. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. I forgot sometimes about humor, right? And so yeah. like, I th- and I think sometimes you know in life in in relationship and mm-hmm. family I think sometimes you forget to like laugh and so my mom is really good at that because she has a warped sense of humor so and I got <laughs> I got I got some of that from her so I'm the person yes. that when you fall I laugh first and make sure you're okay second <laughs> <laughs> uh so I can own that about me, right? Like my family yeah, and my partner, yeah. like we all need to accept that that's a part of like of, of how I operate. And but yeah. again, I think it's like to remember, you know what I, you know what you feel me? Like mm-hmm. you, sometimes you forget to be to like use humor. Yeah, well, because uh, to your point, like, and I like that you're um linking it to sort of, you know, obviously the the thread in, in Buddhist philosophy around like life is suffering and there's right. pain as is an inevitable part inevitable part of being alive. Well, so is, so is joy, right? right. Like I, that, you know, I, I actually think a lot about like when I'm working with, um, patients, um, on as per usual mindfulness practices, you know, one thing that ends up coming up a lot is I'll say like, you know, mindfulness isn't just about experiencing and paying attention to the uncomfortable stuff, even though we do a lot of that in our clinical work, it's right. about paying attention to what is. So, you know, sometimes what is, is, is pleasant or playful or joyful. And I agree with you. I think we, we often get away from that, right? Like that we can sort of, you know, again, the silly brain, you know, it gets really uh, stuck on (laughs) either like always chasing pleasure or always trying to, you know, focus on the serious. And, you know, I think it's important for people to know like humor 
if that's something someone connects with as a value, it's, it's okay to laugh. It's okay to be light about things. I actually, <laughs> I laugh a lot in session. Like I, yeah. um, I, I think, I think well, a lot about when I was, <laughs> cause I'm human, but, but I was thinking about when I was, um, it was like when I was on uh, my postdoc and, and my, uh, my dear, uh, colleague and friend and friend and colleague of, of Peter's as well. She, she shared, we, we worked in the yeah, same institute. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Dr. <laughs> Mia Sage, amazing clinician. Um, she, she and I shared a wall. Our offices were next to each other and there was like a vent above oh it. And oh, she, oh, we were just this. getting to know each other. Yeah. And she used to say, Oh, I just love it because sometimes I can just hear you laughing through the vents. Like, like something she would say, sounds like you're having such such a good time in there. And I say, well, therapy is fun. Know, therapy can be fun, <laughs> you know. Therapy because also like, and my patients make me laugh sometimes. You know, well, like I don't yes. just like. Yeah, you know, we're not gonna. Like, yeah, we're gonna laugh when something's funny. Yeah. And then yeah. maybe even fake laugh if it's not that funny, but we want to at least. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was actually just going to say, I don't, I don't actually fake laugh. Like if someone's, if I'm laughing no at someone's laugh. joke. No, no. I was like, yeah, I mean, I, I have it in my life, either. but yeah, yeah. yeah, you give a genuine. Yeah. Well, well and so like. For, yeah. You and I are both I mean, more genuine than fake. Well, yes, big time, yes, but, but like everybody does a fake laugh once in a while. Boom. That's true. And that's, and that's allowed. <laughs> that's, a, that's like, it's like telling a white lie. Like sometimes yes. that's more effective. Totally. Yeah. But for me, humor, like I find like clinically and then obviously in my own life is that not only is it fun or, you know, it feels, feels nice to experience that joy. It does help change perspective, right? Like that sometimes, you know, like making a joke about something, it just kind of like shifts us out of like a stuck lens that we can be in. Yeah. And that's, that's like personally why I, um, cause you're saying your mom is, what did you, how'd you describe She's her humor warped. as an off warp? Yeah. I always, I describe mine as like really off color. Like I have like a really off color. So, well, I have two you types. Do. I have off color. I also have like a 12 year old boy sense of humor as well. <laughs> I have the, <laughs> but I do, I like like a really messed up joke sometimes. Well, and I think it's also because you're smart. And so I think smart people tend to also have different types of, of, of humor. <laughs> oh, that could have been probably its own episode. Interesting. Right. right? Like Cause there's like dry left. humor. There's like intellectual humor It's probably yes, are different types yeah. of humor. I'll, I'll look it up. But, which the, what the, they are. Well, and it's like, I think, well, thank you for saying I'm smart. Um, <laughs> but I think I like the off color stuff. Cause to me, it's like, it is, and you know, I like sort of sometimes like dark satire because it's about like seeing things in another light or like seeing truths that maybe like Otherwise, we wouldn't have access to yeah. my own, you know, my own self. Yeah. All right. Like, so there are nine so different types of humor. I'll tell oh, you. Let's see. There's wow, nine different me. types wow. of humor. So okay. there's physical, self-deprecating, surreal, improvisation, mm-hmm. improv, mm-hmm. Uh, wit, wordplay, topical, mm-hmm. observational, bodily. Mm-hmm. Oh, like a fart, I guess. And dark. <laughs> that's 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 the twelve. That's the twelve-year-old voice. <laughs> yeah, or like sixty-nine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the twelve-year-old boy. Yeah. So those yes, are the uh-huh. nine different types of humor, which I, I just looked that up. You and I probably never knew that those existed, but they make sense. I mean, we could think about different types. Yeah, they make sense. And I think that uh, definitely we're not dark. I would say we're. I'm probably more physical. Like I love when people fall. Well, that's what you mean. Yeah, you you gave that one away, right? I mean, so you look like a you like like a Three Stooges kind of humor. uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And I again, I think that's why I I don't always love some of these comedies, especially these days. I feel like a lot of them are the same. You know, there are certain Mm -hmm. comedies that I've watched like that I'll go back to from like my childhood or something that I still find Mm -hmm. funny because they're a little bit Mm -hmm. more in in depth or characters rather than just like you know like Hangover. No, you know, right. Wonderful right, for those not, people. Not, people love that movie. Yeah, it doesn't, it just wasn't, doesn't, doesn't resonate. Yeah. Watched it. It was okay. Yeah. Not going to go put it on again. 
but mm-hmm. I, I do think that, uh, like, you know, and, and, and my go-to, like when I'm feeling down or know mm-hmm. that I've been lacking humor, America's Funniest mm-hmm. Home Videos. <laughs> you, still, yeah, you really, you, you really like the physical It's like comedy. the 30th season <laughs> and still. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, and then for me, when I hear that, you know, it's actually funny now that you're talking about this. Cause I don't, I, I don't think I totally knew this about you, honestly. Which part? That you loved physical comedy. So. Yeah, I don't know if I ever really framed it either. Like, I think. Like, I, because I think we, because, because Pete and I laugh, we laugh a lot. You, yeah. you probably, probably can tell from the podcast. Our we, microphones. We laugh, yeah, sorry. One day we'll yes, have good microphones, maybe. Well, one one day we'll, we'll get better. You won't hear the, the weird, the, the P sound. <laughs> uh, the P sound, which I'm sure is very annoying. Um, Thank so you for apologies. tolerating that. Yeah. Yeah. But we. 200 people would, listening out there. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> Our friend. Oh, that was self-deprecating um, humor. I just used it. Was, there it is. There you did. There, <laughs> there it is. Um, well, th- so I was gonna say, so maybe like in my experience, when you and I are joking together, like maybe we do some self-deprecating humor. But, but yeah. I experience you as having like that off-color humor quite a bit. Like you can do some zingers oh, in that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could go. Yeah, I could. I don't. I wonder if that. I should have read the description. I wonder if that's the dark because, like, I also there should be a category of like politically incorrect. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's kind of dark. It's like off. That's why I say like off yeah. color. It's like something yeah, yeah, that. Off color. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. I could, you know? I, could, I could throw down with that. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say I, that's how I. But I, I think when you do some like intense cultural training like I do mm-hmm. or like we've done, you want to. Well, and also like, say, like, for example, like say if you work in, uh, as we've, you and I met in Newark with some pretty mm-hmm. intense pathology cases, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With, uh, you know, like thinking about the Newark ER. Psyche mm-hmm. are. And yeah. so a lot of staff that work there full time, they use, we, we, we would call them cynical or judgmental, and they use humor for preservation for a job that is really intense like that. So I think people use this as, right? Well, yeah, as a coping strategy. And I was right. thinking, well, there's two, there's two sides to this that are, that I'm thinking about right now that are showing up for me. So one is, and I, I, I'm pretty sure I read this article in the New York times a while ago, um, because it was talking about actually, um, like the role of humor in, um, in Jewish culture and, you know, yes, I'm yes, Jewish. Yes. And, and so like talking about sort of historically, like things that Jews have experienced that that's been sort of one, um, coping strategy culturally that has developed and, and they were referencing, um, some, some other contexts like that, Pete, like talking yeah. about like when people work in really like difficult jobs. Um, and yes. so I do think that that's important. Um, and, and for folks to recognize that, that can be really helpful. So then the other side of, especially speaking on like the off color jokes, I also think that maybe this is where we sort of transition to talk about where humor can sort of be used as a way to hide or to avoid that. There's also a lot of humor that, you know, humor is, you know, to some degree, obviously subjective, not everybody connects with every type. Some of it though would, you know, is offensive, right. Or is not right. sensitive and yeah, people yeah. can sort of use it. They'll say, you know, this is, this shows up in the, in our culture a lot where people say, well, I was just joking. Yeah. I was just joking. And it's like, well, but that's actually cruel what you're saying. Right. Or, yeah. um, unkind or insensitive or, um, narrow minded. Right. Yeah. And I think that it's very hard sometimes for people to recognize like where, like, I don't know, like so, sometimes like, where's the line, but, but even more so, like sometimes, like when is it? Um, if you think of it from a functional perspective as behaviorists that we are, um, what is the function to connect with others, right? right? And to experience joy, or is the function to um, elevate oneself, put somebody else down, or to avoid, right? Yeah. Well, that's beautiful from a behavioral perspective because we, we know, and as you talked about humor, 
the self-deprecation when I read that, like that's huge for comedians, right? Like mm-hmm. there's so many, I guess, I don't know if there's like research on this, but certainly like the case studies that a lot of comedians were super depressed. Right. Many yes. are not even alive today because they took their lives. Right. Or they, or they struggled with severe substance dependence, right? With or they use. like a lot of, you know, I'm thinking of like, you know, Chris Farley or, um, yeah. Uh, Robin uh, Williams. Yeah, Robin Williams. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of um, yeah. a lot of comedians. Yeah, that that were really suffering. Oh, it's it's this so, avoidance, I mean, right? Like this, just this inability or difficulty to contact what is. And so I think mm-hmm. that's where behaviorism comes in, where we're trying to bring what is, mm-hmm. embrace it. And so, like, I embrace. Like, there's sometimes when I'm like, look, it's been a day, it's been a week. Mm-hmm. America's funniest home videos, you know. And honestly, right. mm-hmm. I'll I'll watch myself from a mindfulness perspective. Mm-hmm. I both zone out and I watch myself mm-hmm. start to feel better. Right? Yeah. Like a couple yep. good laughs, yes. a yep. couple good laughs. Uh, it's usually a fall down the stairs, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's something that I watch. <laughs> right. right. That's what uh, that, right. But I was also thinking like, so Saturday night live uh, had Dave Chappelle host recently. And uh, yes, I, I just watched that one. Right. And so I, I was wondering like, again, some self-deprecation there, but also like he goes in, like he goes in on race, he, does, he goes yes. in on politics. And that I think speaks to what you were, the, the description you gave about say Jews with some of the humor and how it is insulting. Mm-hmm. And there's certainly people, especially in today's political world that listened or watched that, that episode of Saturday Night Live. And they were like, well, you know, f- this black guy, you know, type of thing. Um, oh my God, I just cursed because that's what he does too. Sorry. I sh- well, that's, that's right. <laughs> I don't know if we've ruled on that. I think I think we all have to say it's explicit. That's fine. Maybe I'll have him uh, hopefully, no, yeah. Bleep it out. <laughs> yes. Well, well, well. But to that point, like, it's interesting. Bring up Dave Chappelle because I think he's an example where, like, and I'll say, I've I've always really um, loved his humor, and you know, yeah, just because again, it's like very off color, and I think because he it is very off color, yeah. He, he that because, but I don't like it because it's off color. I like that the off color um, helps us to yeah. or help me at least. I'll speak for myself. Uh, just access certain truth. Like I said, certain truths that maybe wouldn't have been as clear before though. I will say, um, you know, and I, and I'm somebody, I I don't find myself somebody to be, um, I don't know, easily offended or overly sensitive. I tried to watch his um, Netflix special. Yeah. um, I think it's called sticks. Is it called sticks and stones? I think I wouldn't know. It was the most recent, it's the most recent one. I think it was like six months or a year ago, year ago, I think. And I couldn't, watch it actually because yeah. he makes a, a lot of jokes about um about uh sexual abuse of michael jackson oh. and sort of mm. dismissing too of it and, and i too, too soon and, is that social thing. yeah but and i and i thought it was just not i didn't think it was funny and, yeah. and so i think that's just so i think that's also something that you know people um can keep in mind with humor it's that again like like everything like um there's not just like this one linear definition of like, this is always funny. This is uh, never funny. This is always offensive. This is never offensive that there's like a flexibility in a context. And, you know, I, I don't know. I think it's just something that people have to be mindful of for themselves that, you know, like, again, kind of thinking about the, at least for me, like the function of, of, of what the humor is, is for, like, is it about hurting other people? Is it about putting somebody down? Right. Um, well, and I think, so I want to, I'll defend him for a moment. And I also, I'll be honest, I I don't love his humor. So I had Mm. friends who were like, Oh my God, I can't wait for him to host Saturday Night Live. And I was like, I'm going to watch it because I want to study, but I don't love it. Maybe for the reason we're describing. Right. Uh, Right. Yeah. But, but I think that 
there are, I lost my train of thought. So uh, <laughs> 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 I, I, I wanted to show that I don't really love it. And I think that, you know, people will be turned off by it. I think I find some other things, but what I was going to say was uh, my teacher in Zen, his main mm-hmm. teacher that he reflects on from Zen, uh, there was a, mm-hmm. uh, Yamada Roshi, who's in Japan, but but then Bernie Glassman was here in, in New York. So Bernie Glassman, mm-hmm. another Jew boo, uh, you know, so mm-hmm. a Jew, Jewish Buddhist Which, person. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like to, yeah, define that for our listeners. Yeah. If Jewish you haven't listened to other episodes, Buddhist. I will yes. tell you what that is. And but, <laughs> yes. but Bernie Glassman is, is like a really advanced teacher in, in the States. And um, mm-hmm. so he got to be really friendly with Jeff Bridges. And when they did mm-hmm. the um Jeff did the movie The Big Lebowski, uh, mm-hmm. that that character was really based on a lot of his Zen training. So Jeff Bridges has studied with Bernie Glassman. So it's oh, actually a book called The Dude and the Zen Master. Um, and oh, cool. uh, yeah, he, so he's showing me the book right now. Yeah. I'm sure, yeah. Well, and for those watching on the YouTube channel, that yes. may or may not even exist yet, but uh, <laughs> that was self-deprecation humor. So yeah, this, but, but the idea, this whole, even in Hollywood, right. There was a, this, he, mm-hmm. uh, um, Jeff Bridges really channeled his Zen training to try and bring into the character of the dude in, in the mm-hmm. Big Lebowski. And that was all from Bernie Glassman. So this, this book about the dude and the Zen master was about their, how weird it is that they connected and like what their journey and connection has been and how Zen, you know, that is Zen and humor. Like, I don't think we have that in like the mm-hmm. traditional writings, uh, but it certainly does exist. Well, so, so that's, that's really interesting and cool to hear too, because yeah. that makes me think like, well, if even if it's not um, maybe outlined in, um, like you said, the traditional what are they called koans? Is that right? Koans, yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Like maybe there's not one. Maybe there, maybe there's not one about humor. That also, like, if the idea is, you know, about gaining perspective and flexibility, like humor is can be a vehicle for that. And and I don't. For, this is. I feel like I've read some things where <laughs> you tell me I'm wrong. I, I feel like the Dalai Lama is like kind of funny. I think he's like said some. Well, some well, I've never met him, <laughs> from what um, but he is. Every time I've, I've seen him, yeah. I've seen him, I've seen him two or three times, and he is funny. Like one time at right. one event, he so you could send in a question, and someone asked a question, and he made a joke about like cell phones, and he also made a joke about like you're not just going to go sit up on the mountain by yourself meditating, right? Yeah, no, he 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 can be. Well, to your point, I think it's about the flexibility. I think through meditation mm-hmm. and mindfulness, we can find humor. And in this difficult life, in this difficult (laughs) life, and in any of those nine different kind of ways. Yeah, yeah, that's so beautiful. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad I wasn't misremembering that. I'm like, I feel like my sense of him, again, also never having uh, had the honor of meeting him, uh, seems like he's got some got some jokes in there. So, you know, hopefully you you guys can uh, take from this that it's it's okay to connect with humor, especially in this difficult time. And in fact, you know, maybe that's the medicine that we all need right now. This has been When East Meets West. I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin. And I'm Dr. Pete Economo. Be present, be brave. This has been When East Meets West. All material is based on opinion and educational training of Drs. Pete Economo and Nikki Rubin. Content is for informational and educational purposes only.